This is the Toward a New World podcast with your host, Corinna Stoffel. As a space for all things regarding the global collective transition we are in, we have conversations about transition, separation, and connection regarding oneself, others, and the earth. The aim is to educate, empower, and inspire. Hello and welcome to today's episode. I would like to talk about sustainability, looking at both, no, looking through the lens of the impact of fixed belief systems in regards to us humans and the earth. So let me define first what sustainability is. It's the ability to maintain at a certain level or at a certain rate. So, from my perspective, the earth is conscious and is a living organism. The earth is willing to contribute to us and has done so for thousands of years. I mean, hunter-gatherers went and hunted and gathered their food, which comes from the earth. So, what if the earth has organs like we do? And I mean, for humans, I mean it organs, but in uh, regard to the earth, I mean it more figuratively. Because would we know what organs the earth has? Probably not. But we learn a lot about the systems of our bodies, especially in the last 20, 30 years. I mean, there is the genome, there is epigenetics, there is the under, new understanding of how gut and immune system are connected, are correlating, uh, working together. And we find all those things because we are curious, we are willing to ask questions, and it's affecting us, you know, so... We want to know, but are we asking the same kind of questions in regards to the earth? I mean, personally, the way I look at it, the earth is our home. If, and if I look at a house that I'm living in or an apartment or whatever, if that collapses, it's really not boding well for me to continue to live in that space. So if we kill the earth, it's not boding well. And as of now, we haven't really find another planet that is as gorgeous, as 
beautiful as the earth is. So what if we ask questions? And then we run into the first problem. Human lifespan, let's say it's long as about 100 years. The earth not only is a lot longer, but cycles within the, for the earth are thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of years, which is way beyond what we as an individual can wrap our head around. I mean, we those few scientists that study that professionally, they can. But I think the rest of humanity has a little bit of difficult time to look at those time spans. Um, if I even look just in the last 2,000 years, you know, since the birth of Christ, so to speak, in 1991, we just, a hiker discovered Utsi because the uh, ice has retreated. Since 91, the ice has retreated a lot more and people are starting to use old routes that they've heard about to cross the Alps from one, one side to the other, from one country to another. And there is as a sudden a whole host of things that are being found due to the ice melting so much. And it's old stuff, which says this is a route that has been used for a long, long, long time. So we tend to forget. We operate from conclusions we come to today, and especially in fields of science that are not necessarily directly related to uh, geological uh, science. And on some level, I am referring to that whole issue of climate crisis, that the man-made CO2 is causing the warming of the earth. Now, if I look, the earth has had its cycles or her cycles going from warm to cold to warm to cold and big swings, small swings. Do you know, I just learned that, that a long time ago, before, obviously, human industrial activity, the CO2 level was about the same as we have today. First of all, how the heck did that happen? Is it part of a natural cycle that the Earth goes through? And is it used to some purpose? And I don't even want to go there and say, oh, it's this purpose or that purpose, because I don't know. And there may be several different purposes depending on who is using it. 
The fact is the CO2 has been as high several times before human industrial activity. And the earth has been able to balance it out. Hmm. Where does that leave us? The crown of creation. The ones that are so utterly powerful that we can make the earth do. Can we really? Or are we just... You know, are we just kidding ourselves? Because in all honesty, ever since the start of climate change due to human activity has started, I didn't buy into it. Not that climate isn't changing. I didn't buy into due to human activity. The climate is changing. I mean, it doesn't take a lot to notice that if you're willing to be observant, if you're willing to track and not follow, oh, so-and-so is saying this and that is, and then the news are hyping things up and therefore you go from there. But... I am also looking at the fact that, uh, you know, how much have we learned about the human body because we were asking questions. Are we asking questions about the body of the earth? We find gold. Oh, we need to dig it. This is for us. Hmm. What if those veins of gold have a function for the body of the earth? What if other veins of material have a function for the earth? What if the migration of animals have a function for the earth? I recently also learned that, for instance, elephants roaming freely from the south of Africa to the north of Africa. Hmm. And there is a saying, if I remember correctly, among the San people that once the elephants can roam freely again, the Sahara will be green. And independently of this, are we willing to observe? Are we willing to ask questions from a scientific perspective, a truly scientific perspective, that is based on curiosity, not on the science that intends to prove the correctness of what somebody wants to have proven. Are we willing to talk with indigenous peoples that have 
the stories from thousands of years ago, what do they remember? You know, I look at the fact that a uh, hundred years ago, we ra people raised their children in ways that today, from today's perspective, would be considered utterly abusive. Back then it was normal. Did it have same or similar consequences for each individual as we have found today in research? Maybe not for everybody because the social environment was different. But I think on an individual level, there may have well been a similar amount of trauma that happened for the person. Are we acknowledging that we have absolutely no clue that we don't know how the way we treat the earth, potentially abusing the earth, is playing out. And the reason we, may, we, we don't have is not just because we're not observant, but also because the cycles, as I said, that the earth has and the time it takes to react and uh, show signs of an effect are so much larger than our human lifespan is. So I remember hearing, oh God, there is a fire and this destroys a forest and this will never be the same. You know, I've been going for years a few years in between, but for many years to Yellowstone. I remember how it looked after that big fire in 89. And I remember that 20 years later, the view that I had when after the fire was gone because by now the young trees were five, six feet tall not the stately pines, but they blocked the view for me. Nature changes faster though than we often give her credit or how we in our love for drama are assuming the fixed beliefs that we have. And I also am aware that those long cycles make it difficult to connect and say, this is what is the effect of a certain behavior. And nevertheless, what if we start asking questions and observing 
just the mere fact of asking questions, how will this action, this project, impact the earth, is a sign from my perspective that we actually care, that it's not for, oh, earth is a dead thing, I can take and do to it whatever I want to. It's a rock in space. No, it isn't. What if we learn that? You know, we have views. We had views in regards to food, health. And we have views today. And some of them are considered we consider abusive and some of it and what if we put what we put into and onto our bodies has an impact What if it's similar for the earth? And none of the things, no, none of the abusive things are sustainable. They are not sustainable for us and they are not sustainable for the earth. And therefore for us, because the earth is our home. So what if we start asking questions? What if we start to have a more caring relationship with the earth? I know I've been told that I'm asking way too many what if questions, but what if is the only thing, question we can ask if we are wondering about something and from my perspective that wondering is so utterly important contemplate what i just asked let me know what you think i would love to hear from you leave a comment underneath the video and otherwise until next week, take care. Bye-bye.